Hello, my little ghouls and goblins. You know what time it is. Welcome to our haunted story hour. Psychic stories to tell in the dark. I'm your host, Psychic Readings by Brandy. We're bringing you real stories from real psychics. Are you ready? <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Episode 11. So it's one of those stories that can't really tell without going back in time. I think for me as both a writer and a reader, I think the the most interesting narratives happen across characters and across timelines where we get to see the past and the future play out at once. So I suppose the story starts in 1988. My younger sister, of which I have two, was just sort of becoming vocal. She was around three years old at the time. And we didn't have a lot of sources for entertainment, books, television, radio. Our parents were fairly conservative, kind of inclusive, and really put a lot of limitations on what our world contained. We Admittedly, we're in a pretty toxic environment with parents that were pretty abusive. And I suppose I'm using a lot of those words that sort of kneecap the experience, kind of, sort of, suppose. It was, and it was hard. The order of the day was survival, no matter what your age. But for my younger sister, new to the experience of this world and new to navigating the waters of what my parents were was making do with it in only the way children can with their extreme amount of resilience and elasticity. She had at that point in time developed a few imaginary friends um, my parents didn't like this. They found it to be frivolous and um, seemingly sort of pagan in a way. Not sure how to define that, but they didn't like it. It did not fit in their world. There was a lot of complaining whenever they were brought up. Like, That's not real. Don't do that. Don't talk about it. It just wasn't a thing. Sort of over the course of a few weeks, a few months. It's one of those things where I think when you're dealing with children, things sort of trickle into place slowly at first. And then before you know it, it's something you feel like was always there. But she has gotten very good at, I don't know, sort of anticipating things or knowing the right thing to do or the right thing to ask for or look for or she just gotten very clever. She was good at surviving and in a way that felt unexpected for a child that age. We came to realize that she had a new imaginary friend. 
she didn't refer to them in in very broad terms at all. It wasn't like the other imaginary friends where there was a great amount of description or imagination play. This one was simply the purple spider. The purple spider sort of came to be known one day when she asked for something, was denied, and made clear that she knew that the thing she asked for existed and where it was. My parents were very troubled by this and asked how she knew. And she said simply, the purple spider told me. Over time, we came to recognize the spider as kind of a storyteller, kind of a trickster. At night, she would tell us the stories the spider told her. Um, she would always um, not blame, but maybe blame is the right word, uh, the spider for trouble that she got in. If she told a lie, the spider told her to do it. If she did something sneaky or got by with something and was later caught, and the spider told me how to do that or where to find that, or you get the idea. That sort of came to a head one day when my parents once again caught between a toddler and knowledge she shouldn't have blamed it on the spider. <laughs> they told her to never speak of the spider again. They didn't want to hear it. They were done with it. And like things often do when we're talking about children and repressive environments, it disappeared as seemingly quickly as it came. It wasn't something we thought about anymore after a while. I really forgot about it. It didn't remain a part of my life. My sisters and I grew apart. I ran away at 17. We're estranged from our parents and somewhat from each other. We'll go months, if not years, without speaking. We just, we just don't share space. Trauma will do that to you. It just becomes too hard, I think, to be in the same room with another person when the air that you breathe together feels like a different place and time. So here I am, more than 30 years later now, and I have two children of my own. They'll soon be four years old, twins. And at this particular point in my life, I live not 100 yards from where I grew up. I inherited a piece of property that adjoins my parents' home. One day, my, my then three-year-old asked me for a piece of candy. We don't have any candy. And I knew that wasn't true because I was doing exactly what parents do when they tell their children something that they want them to hear so that they will stop fixating on something that you don't want them to have. But I knew perfectly well that I had purchased a bag of chocolates that I enjoy and had stashed them on top of the fridge in a closed container um, at a time when they did not see them come home. They were not with me when I purchased them and uh, most assuredly could not access that space. So I said, we don't have any candy. And she said, what about this candy? Describing to me the, the chocolates in their particularly colored wrappers. How did you know 
how do you know that we have that? We do. He's like, I don't know. I don't think so. So toddling off to the kitchen, she points to the container. There it is. <laughs> By this point, I was starting to feel a little concerned. Um, we're a magical household. There are always sort of beings around. I'm a medium. I work with the dead. They're always here. Um, we're always sort of dealing with those kinds of experiences. And we're not really keeping that from the children or telling them what they can think or see or believe. So when I said, how did you know that? She said, uttering a phrase I could not possibly have anticipated. <laughs> the purple spider told me. And I felt all of the color drain out of my face. And I felt that sort of warm, hollow feeling in my stomach that you feel when something just isn't quite right. <laughs> because this was something she never would have heard. She never would have even been in a space with another human being who could have defined that for her. And it was such a specific thing and simple in the way things for children are simple. There was nothing complicated about it. There's nothing difficult to define, but it is unique such a specific thing to say that the spider told me. So I gave her the candy, because of course I did. And I sat with it, thinking about what I had just experienced and wondering what it might mean, not just as a parent, but as a magical practitioner, what what might that be? What What is it that not only my child, but this other child in my life could see and feel and speak to that I cannot. Is it something of this place, something of an age, something of a kind? I messaged my sister that day. We hadn't spoken in a long time. and I had taken a video moments after that had happened because here's my child still talking about this spider. Like, can you see the spider? Like, yeah, there, there he is. She says, pointing in the way a three-year-old can. And <laughs> so determined that she can see something that I cannot see and she's talking to them. And I hear and see nothing. I got a message back from my sister saying, I told you he was real. And we're talking about a woman in her 30s who is still very much an evangelical Christian, who uh, would probably argue with you all day long that the sky was green, if it said so in the Bible. But she was determined in that second that she knew that being was real and that she had experienced them and simply had not been believed. She did not question in any measure that that is what my daughter saw, spoke to, felt or that she had spoken to it was as real as Jesus <laughs> and my my daughter is the only one of the twins that seemingly sees them the other one has never mentioned it in any measure and still occasionally 
occasionally she'll say something about it, mention something that she wants or has seen or was told. Um, but aside from that, it's just this passing moment in my life that that, that spans decades. It took two words for a lifetime to rush back to me. And I wonder, I do wonder what this storyteller, protector brings to children, what they need, what they gain, what their purpose is, why these two children, and whether one day, 30 years from now, a grandchild, a cousin, a friend will be telling me the same story that some little one in their own life said, Purple Spider told me. Well, there you have it, my little ghouls and goblins. This has been another episode of Psychic Stories to Tell in the Dark. I'm your host, Psychic Readings by Brandy, and I look forward to bringing you more scary stories. Please subscribe, rate, and share to support this show. And remember three things. Honor your ancestors. Respect the dead. Always practice paranormal ethics. Join me next time, if you dare.